Hello and welcome to episode five of the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan and with me as always is my man Moss. How you doing today, partner? I am doing incredible, Ryan. How are you, buddy? I mean, I'll tell you what, we're, we got a massive W, so you know your boy is doing good. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know what that means, Chris. <laughs> Backing it up, baby. We're top 25, first time all year. We totally deserve it. The boys are buzzing. I haven't seen a better team in the last few years under Cliff, so you know we're excited. I mean, that was a massive win over Oklahoma State, and I think we should hop right into it. Uh, obviously, Texas Tech going into Stillwater, winning 41-17 to in a convincing W. I mean, what else do we have to start with than our man Bowman? He did it again, Chris. Big package having, massive unit throwing, Allen Bowman. That's damn right, son. He threw for 397 yards and two touchdowns while the ground game really got after it. I mean... We were just putting up yards, yards, yards. We ran, we had a total of 620 yards against that defense. You know what? People talking up this Oklahoma State defense. I think we should talk up this Texas Tech offense. That's what I'm saying, baby. And it's not like the usual thing where Texas Tech always says a good defense is a better offense. And you know what they say, Chris? People will die, the sun will rise, and Texas Tech will score points. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Bowman, obviously, great game. Uh, unfortunately had his first couple picks of the season. One was an insane interception in the end zone by the corner from OK state, which easily could have been a touchdown right there. And then we went by even more. Uh, yeah. so, you know, that one was just a wildly good play. I can't mark that up. as anything else. No, we had a couple turnovers, but it didn't matter. The offense was flying. Otherwise only two punts, the receivers once again, I mean, the twin towers are here to stay. All right, Ryan. I just heard you say our trademark term, the twin towers. And inside the Red Raiders, I know you're listening because you stole the term and I'm not happy about it. At least give us a shout out on your program. We have more listeners than you do viewers. So at least give us a shout out. I mean, I agree. I mean, if you're going to say our tagline, just be like, oh, like the boys from the Raider Power podcast say, the Twin Towers. Instead, they just try to pass it off like they thought of that. Uh, I'll have you know. I know you're listening. I'll I'll have you know. You didn't. That was us. As everyone knows. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. But the Twin Towers, once again, I mean, Antoine Wesley. Actually, you know what, Chris? Before we dive in more on the Twin Towers and these receivers, you know what time it is? What time is it, Ryan? It's time to crack a cold one. Oh, you know it. It's the only Ooh, reason I what? do this podcast. Hell yeah. What are you drinking over there, brother? That is a Coors Light. Oh, funny you say that. So am I. <laughs> the mountains are still blue. <laughs> Man, we have a connection just like Bowman and every single wide receiver on the Texas Tech offense. Yeah, us and Coors Light is pretty equivalent to Bowman and these receivers. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, Wesley, seven catches, 98 yards. Today on high, eight catches, 80 yards. Zach Austin getting in the mix, seven catches, 69. Our man, TJ Vasher, the other twin tower, three catches, 62 yards, and a massive TD. Kashawn Carter found the end zone. And Seth Collins, our boy, shout out, three catches, 60 yards. I mean, the boys were going off. Yo, Collins laid out for that one catch on that. It was like a 50-yard throw by Bowman. That was incredible. Dude, the, the, all of them. He, like, laid, he laid it out. And he got dude, popped and, in the helmet. I mean, the receivers, I mean, we could talk about them every week about how unreal they are. The slot receivers doing everything they can. The tall guys on the outside getting big plays. But let's also shout out these running backs. The running game was unbelievable. We were there for like 100 yeah. 
or over 200 yards this game. Demarcus Felton, the senior, coming in with a massive game, 130 yards and two touchdowns, averaging over nine yards a carry. Then the dual freshman back at it again to Sean Henry, another great game. And so Roderick Thompson, a great game and a touchdown. And let's give a shout out to him. Yes, sir. You know, I also want to say that was the first uh, that was the first time in two years that Felton has had a game over 100 yards. And he looked dominant. He looked really good. I mean, I really want to give props to him for sticking around. I know he thought about leaving last year, but we have we have some talent at running back this year. We could swap him in. Yeah, and out. I, we got like five RBs that are just ready to go. Yeah, I mean, those three were were running all over Oklahoma State. I mean, the team averaged over over four and a half yards a carry. I think even more than that, over five yards a carry. And that was without Ward. And that was also without King. What do you think is going to happen, though, when Trey King and DeLeon Ward are healthy? I mean, DeLeon King, I mean, you saw in the first couple of games, like, he has so much talent and you can't, like, not play him. But uh, Trey King, also, he's speeding all over the place. But these guys, I mean, I think you have to give them all the touches. I mean, yeah. when you have everyone doing what these guys are doing, I mean, I, I hate to say that the, the two freshmen might – their touches might get, you know, they'll probably get cut back a good amount. But I think that Cliff runs a whole bunch of different offensive sets and highlights each of their strengths, and I think they all get in the game at some point. I think I'm going to quote Cliff on this one and say, I think it's going to be a game-time decision to see who gets the ball. <laughs> Just give it to the hot hand. Everything is game-time. You think he goes to restaurants and they ask him what he wants to eat, and he goes, I think it's a game-time decision, but I'll take the enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, that, right. boy, that boy does not eat enchiladas. That boy is eating grilled chicken and broccoli. And don't forget about them filet mignons. Yes, sir. All right. I mean, yeah, you got to give the ball to every running back. That's all it is. But the running backs are only good when the men up front are, those are offensive linemen. And we got to shout them out again because they have looked so good all season. I mean, the initial the initial push for the running backs and every run play, it's like they, they start downfield at least two yards. And, I mean, given Bowman time to make decisions, this game was going up against the best defense we've gone against. You know, they got a couple sacks against us. I think it was three. That's only four on the season. And this offensive line is just the unsung heroes of the team. Well, I'll be singing Jack Anderson's name all day long. He looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they're pushing the other defensive fronts all over the place. And, you know, the offense, we could talk about them all day. But, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about this Texas Tech Red Raider defense? Wow. It was incredible. I really think things have changed. And, you know, I've been bringing that up, right in the last few podcasts is, hey, I'm not really sure if they've got, you know, have gotten better. I was talking, you know, on the last one about, you know, if we asked the defense when they played Houston, do you think they did a good good job? And I think the answer that they would have said is no. But if you ask them this week, they did an exceptional job. They did amazing. They held the Cowboys to zero points in about the in, the se- in about two and a half quarters, uh, which is unheard of. That's a really good offense. And people might say that Cornelius had a bad game. No, we made him have a bad game. And we made them go for it on fourth down late in the second half because they were down by so much because their offense was producing so many points. So basically a great offense produced an incredible game by the defense. And uh, Deshaun Johnson, we are so happy you're back, baby. You look, you made this whole defense do a 180. We're looking like the real deal. Uh, we're looking I mean, like we're in contention for a Big 12 title if they play like that for sure. 
Yeah, I can't say enough good things about Deshaun. Uh, he was flying all over the place. I saw a couple big hits. The ball's up in the air, and he's a hawk going at it. And, you know, he plays the ball. He also plays the man. He had one where he just absolutely destroyed an Oklahoma State receiver. I was yeah. honestly afraid they were going to call it targeting because I feel like they do on every hard hit, even if it's clean. But thank God that flag didn't come out, and he just lit that boy up. You know who I'm really excited to see be playing unbelievably on the on the defense is Adrian Fry, the freshman. He's looking amazing. They actually targeted him twice, back-to-back, and that's when he picked that one off on the sideline. They actually and that went was... to him, and then they, they, he broke the pass. I think he has the most interceptions of anybody in the Big 12, and I think he has the most pass breakups. Um, he is getting targeted a lot because he's a freshman, and they're, you know, they think they can take advantage of that. But at this point, they're not getting by him. Dude, that pick was so athletic. He looked yeah. like a receiver going up for on a fade in the back of the end zone. But no, but beyond beyond him just being making athletic plays and everything, him being a freshman is what I love again because we got that offensive, you know, firepower from some of the young guns that look great. And now we got some defensive firepower from some young guys too, not just the experienced guys. And it just like it makes Texas Tech look good for not just this year, but years to come. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a great quarterback. They got a great defense that's playing well i mean it's a young team we look at it it's led by seniors don't get me wrong but it's a young team so yeah it's exciting for this year next year and the years to come like you said um you know they forced two uh two turnovers you know dom with his i don't know what kind of punt he kicked but the guy fumbled it and we picked that one up and that was one shout turnover. out dom yeah Our shout out my dom. boy dom i'm popping bottles for you dom I mean, my bar hey, Chris, tab I'm... that day was around $300, so I was popping bottles for you, Dom. But uh, <laughs> thank you for following us. Uh, we're excited to have you in the Raider, <laughs> the Raider Power podcast. Uh, yeah, going to have to get you on sometime. But uh, also, like, I want to give you a shout-out, Chris, because you know what you said on last pod? You said if we can force two turnovers, we yeah. will win this game. We yeah. forced two turnovers, and yeah. we won this game. Uh I think we could have won that game even without the two turnovers, but I'll take the credit. I did say they were going to lose, and I was kind of nervous about the defense. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I think I'm more wrong than right. I think you're much more right than I am right. Yeah, I know. I said they would win because, you know, I had faith in all, but whatever. I had uh, faith in the boys. I was <laughs> just like, I mean, Houston put up like 47. I think, honestly, I think going back to our last episode, us talking about the offenses that we're going to face in the Big 12, I think Houston is top like top three now, top top two. Texas defense, I mean, offense is not as good as Houston. Oklahoma's probably that good, right? Now Oklahoma, we're going to see West Oklahoma, Virginia. Oklahoma and West Virginia definitely have better offenses than Houston, but I don't know about anyone else in the Big 12. We'll see. We will, we will. We'll see but, um, this weekend. Let's, let's, hit, let's hit those uh, those big points, the big pros and cons for this game. Um, so the pros, I'm going to start off with, once again, the offensive line. Uh, I mean, they were dominant. They let us run the ball, but shut up the pass. I mean, they were as good as you could ever imagine. What's your next pro? My next pro is Clayton Hatfield. I think him kicking on uh, field goals, extra points, and kickoffs, he he doesn't look rattled. I think I'm just going to keep saying that's a pro every game that we go on. He did miss one field goal. It was late in the game. Um, I know he pulled it a little bit, but he was two for three, 100% on extra points. He looked good. Uh, that's my next pro. What do you got? 
Uh, I'm going to go with clock management. And, I mean, it goes back to that run game. Sure, we take our shots downfield and we throw for 400 yards. But when you establish that run and you have that that lead and the guys are running for fucking five, six, seven yards a run, it really makes you be able to control the clock and just, you know, make sure the team secures that win. And I think that leads right into finishing, you know, because when you're controlling the clock and you can set up the win, you finish games. And that's what we've done the past couple of weeks. What else you got? I th- well, going back to that point, I think Texas Tech had 30 minutes plus more time of possession on offense than Oklahoma State. That's insanity. Yeah, and that's why the Oklahoma State defense was so beat and our defense looked energetic the entire way through. And that goes into finishing. So time of possession gives us a breathe, you know, gives us time to breathe when we're playing up tempo and really, you know, runs down the, the defense. But, uh, you know... The next pro that I got, I think Dom, I'm just going to say it. Dom, we love you, man. I think you're playing excellent. Uh, Oklahoma State blocked two punts the week before. That's the reason they won that game. Zero punts were blocked, and you forced one fumble, my man. So I'm going to give it up to you. Uh, what do you got, Ryan? Um, I'm going to say, I mean, God, there's the so offense- many pros on this one. I know. I know. I mean, the offense in general, we're still the number one offense in the league. Um, You know, passing, running, running for over 200 yards, throwing for 400 yards. We're averaging 623 yards per game. Uh, Like that's 20 yards. That's 20 yards more than the second best offense in the country. And the second best offense in the country, believe it or not, belongs to Houston. Seriously? So I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Houston, Houston has the second most yards per game out of any team in the country. Tech, the number one by by 15 yards. Um, and you know, that offense is electric. I mean, 400 points, 620 yards. You can't ask for more out of them. And what do you got, Chris? Give me another pro. This is so fun. So many pros. Something that we haven't seen in a long time from Texas tech is controlling our emotions and not getting caught up in the game and giving away penalty yards. We had the fewest penalty yards I've seen from a cliff team in the last six years. What we have four penalties for 25 yards. Hell yeah, brother. It seemed like Oklahoma State was getting a penalty every other throw from Alan Bowman because they couldn't keep up with our uh, wide receivers. I think they had eight for 73 yards. Is that correct? So around, you know what? So so around three times the amount of penalties. So we got to give it up for the boys. And that's on the road in a really electric and loud environment. So them keeping their heads together, playing as a team, that's impressive. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? It is. It feels so good to flip penalties from the cons to the pro side. I mean, it's been yeah, a con every week. And like now the boys, I mean, everything's clicking. And I think the last pro, we hit on it a bunch you already. Hear that? So I don't need Ryan, to, you hear that? I did. Yeah, what are you making over there? That is for Dom. I'm pouring some, I'm pouring some Dom for Dom. Oh, damn. Our boy getting that shout out once again. But the, <laughs> uh, the last pro, I mean, like we said, uh, we harped on it and we will for the rest of the game. It's defense defense. I mean, they fucking dominated 17 points to a great offense. Uh, not else to be, not much else to be said. Um, let's go to that cons list. Cause you know, we got to keep it fair. Um, you know, what do you got? Whew. Um, honestly, I was going to say a couple of turnovers, but you can't really fault a freshman quarterback for, you know, he got locked in on, uh, they actually ran the same play twice. And uh, they were, you know, who was that? Wesley? I think Wesley was open over in the middle. He saw him. He threw it to him. The guy held him. 
the defender held him, and if he didn't get that holding penalty, then he, if if he didn't hold him, he would have been in the end zone for end zone for a touchdown. Um, they got the they got the holding call. Cliff called the exact same play. Bowman got locked on to the wide receiver. I think it was Wesley. I have to go watch it. You know, I have to go back and watch it. But they got locked in on the wide receiver. Didn't see the safety floating over and uh, threw an easy pick. So, I mean, that's a con. You know, when you have a turnover, it's a con. But it's a freshman quarterback, true freshman quarterback, and a huge road test. Cabrobus one pick that he could have had back threw a couple bad balls in the dirt. But, uh... That's that. I mean, Ryan. That's all I got, man. One bad pick. The other pick was kind of, you know, it was an unbelievable catch by the defender. So that's all I got, Ryan. That's all I got. I, I'm I'm going real easy on him. Dom Dom played well, so I don't really have any cons for the game. Yeah, uh, my other cons, I simply don't have any. Uh, that game was <laughs> incredible. Fuck yeah, I love the boys. Yeah, a couple bad throws, but like you said, he still threw for 402 touchdowns, and it's a tough environment to go into. So. I don't give a fuck. Bowman, keep letting it fly. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should look ahead. I mean, let's let's look to this next game. It's massive. I think it's obviously this every game the going forward. Game the entire season. I think. I think exactly. Uh, I mean, every game going forward. I feel like after a couple big wins when you get ranked, almost every game becomes the biggest game of the season because you got to keep those wins up. But this game, it no, feels a little bit bigger. This, it feels I a little bigger. I think this is it, Ryan. I said if they win this next one, then they're going to win the next one. I think if they beat West Virginia, they beat TCU. I don't see them losing if they beat the, if they win this game. If they beat oh. TCU, that's I think we're in contention for a big. Tw- this basically this game is for the Texas Tech Red Raiders to be become a Big Twelve contender. I I agree because if we lose this game, then the Big Twelve goes to West Virginia or Oklahoma once again. I mean, it'll just be a two-team race. We win this game. This is a three-team race for sure. We're right in contention, and we could get this Big 12 championship. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a test. Uh, luckily, it's in Lubbock. Uh, Tech is three-and-a-half-point dogs open at five. Everyone seems to be hammering Tech because they know the boys have a shot at it. Over-unders at 76-and-a-half right now, which seems like a typical Texas Tech line. Mm-hmm. Um, but West Virginia, they are no slouches. They have looked very good this year. They're number 12 in the country for a reason. Uh, last year we played them, we were at West Virginia, we lost 30, uh, 46 to 35, but I mean, it was a good game through and through. Yeah, but when I look at these, by Texas Tech, yeah. terrible game, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, they should have won 11. that game. They should have won that but, game. I mean, They're winning the entire time. But I mean, like when I look at these two teams right now, this season, cause that's what really matters. I see two teams that have played very different schedules. Texas yep. Tech has played a legit schedule to this point. You know, yeah. we played three good teams in Ole Miss, Houston, and then Oklahoma State. And it seems like we really hit the ground running once we played Lamar. You know, that first game, it's, it's like a throwaway game at this point. And then we really got the ball nothing rolling. nothing at all. Literally nothing. So yeah, you know, we, things went wrong. You can't plan for that. So it just threw us off. Yeah, and you know, now we got it rolling. We're, we're doing great. And when I look at West Virginia, who they've played, unfortunately, they had one game get canceled due to the hurricane once again. Thoughts and prayers to the people in North Carolina. But that would have been their biggest test, that NC State game. Tennessee has been garbage all season. Youngstown State, I mean, they're not a competition for a Big 12 team. And Kansas State, they looked really, really, really bad. I haven't seen a worse worse Kansas State team than I have this year. Usually they're really good. I'm sorry. Usually they're really solid, right? Usually going into Manhattan, Kansas to play this game – 
would have any team shaken, right? They're a solid coach team. Uh, Mr. Snyder, you know, he's one of the greatest coach college football coaches of all time. He'll be going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, but they look so bad. I mean, they got nothing going on on offense. Uh, unfortunately, I chose Kansas State plus 16, you know, putting my confidence into Mr. Snyder. But uh, you know what? He screwed me. And I think your season's screwed, and you guys stink. So that's my yeah, I mean, Kansas State. <laughs> I myself took West Virginia and took them handily. Uh, they won by 29. Yeah. And it was it's never a contest. But, nope. I mean, what I was really watching that game for was more to scout. I mean, I've watched a couple West Virginia games already. Oh, but yeah. That West Virginia offense, that West Virginia offense, is going to be a problem. I mean, Will Greer is a bona fide Heisman candidate. Their receiving core is probably top three in the country with Ole Miss and Oklahoma. Sills is a workout horse; he's hard to stop. And they got the couple of speedsters and Sims and Jennings. I mean, this team has a bona fide offense, and they can really throw the ball around. Um, you know, when we played Ole Miss, we got a little burned by stuff like that. But I think the defense, like you said. Things have changed. And also with Deshaun back, with Deshaun over the top, that's a big change. So I don't know if we let up quite the score that we did against Ole Miss, but, I mean, this offense is going to be hard to stop. What what do you think about this? Honestly, I don't see it. I was more impressed with how bad Kansas State was than how good Will Greer and the offense of West Virginia is. I don't see it. I see – honestly, I was not fully committed on the boys last week when they played Oklahoma State, but – I've watched this game now around three times, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. I'm, there's nothing I can say about it other than, like, this is the best team I've seen in Texas Tech since 2008. I think we're the yeah. real deal. They're playing in the Jones. I don't think we've had a, a really good team play at the Jones now in years. And this year's tagline, other than things have changed, that is for the defense – I think for the entire team is protect your house, protect your house. You know, I think we blow them out of the water, right? I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I think we blow them out of the water. I, so I don't see it happening. I don't see Will Greer coming in here and, you know, lighting us up. I don't see it. I think we're going to be too pumped up for that. So when I look at this game, I see, you know, the number one offense in the country and a defense that's that's turning it around right now, going up against another. It's a top ten offense in the country, and they also have a top fifty defense. But their their defense hasn't seen an offense anything no. of the likes of Texas Tech. So I don't think their defense can hang with our offense. And honestly, we're gonna put up points. There's no doubt in my mind. Our offense is too electric. Their offense, though, unlike you, I don't think we just blow them out of the water. Their offense is legit. I mean, Greer's a Heisman candidate for a reason, and those receivers are really, really fucking good. I think that this could this can come down to our secondary. With Deshaun being back, Fry playing great, the uh, you know, the front getting pressure, I think that that's gonna be huge for us. And we might be able to slow him down enough. I see a shootout coming. Um and I think the boys, you know, we'll get into predictions in a little bit, but I see a shootout coming. Let's give our predictions. What you got for the score of the game? Well Ryan, I think the score actually is uh thirty five Texas Tech to 28 West Virginia. I think it's going to go way under. What do okay. You well, like I said, I'm feeling a shootout. I'm going 47 Texas Tech to 37. No, wait, hold on. I got to redo that. That score is retarded. All right. Um, actually, I got to redo mine because that's too low. I, fuck. There's no way. We're putting up way more points than that at home. All right. 
Well, Ryan, my prediction for this game is I'm Texas Tech 49, West Virginia 35. So I think well, it's a blowout and an over. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I thought it would be a shootout, which you didn't agree with. So you're kind of trending <laughs> towards me. And I'm going to stick with my score, which is Texas Tech 47, West Virginia 42. Wow, that's a closer game than me. I, I really do think we win by a lot. I mean, I, I I think that it's going to be a close game. This West Virginia team, is, I mean, they're here to stay. But one thing I do want to point out, I was looking at some power numbers of some of uh, the professional guys I follow, uh, you know, professional guys like ourselves. Um, and when I was looking at some power rankings, uh, the most recent one uh, from bangthebook.com has Texas Tech 21, West Virginia 26. They're a lot lower wow. on West Virginia than the AP. And I think that has to do with strength of schedule. I mean, they haven't played anyone legit yet. They beat up on teams that aren't good. Yeah, like I said, I think I was more impressed with how bad Kansas State was than how good West Virginia was, honestly. So, I mean, I that's a, this is the, honestly this game is both teams coming out party. I think we already yeah. had I think we had our little pregame at Oklahoma State. Now it's time to see if we're a Big 12 contender and if West Virginia is the real deal. So, it's you know going to be I a think? huge game. The huge Houston game. game? The Houston game was the shower beer. You know, we're already drinking a little bit, <laughs> but we're just getting beer. ready. We're just getting ready. And then the Oklahoma State game, that's the pregame. It's a pretty big pregame. The boys are buzzing. We got like we're 20 buzzing. people in the house. We're like, buzzing we got a for crew. Sure. We got a crew yeah. going out. Uh-huh. But this West Virginia game, this is the party. This is where we figure out hmm. what we're made of. You have the ox cord. You're feeling it. You're buzzing. Okay. Then you come to your own party. You're hosting the party. All the boys are there. Yeah. We're laying down the hammer. We're laying pipe. It's game over for West Virginia. Let's That's go. my opinion, baby. I'm, I'm fired up. I wish the game was right now. Oh, fuck yeah. I need a course. <laughs> All right, let's do this. We, do, we, we know what's going It's so sad. I get so hyped up every Wednesday. I have to wait a couple more days. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, but no. So we know what's happening in this game. Let's look at the, ahead of the, like, the Big 12 schedule coming up in general. Because all of our games the rest of the season – are against Big 12 opponents. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're about to get into a tough stretch. West Virginia, TCU, you know, then we got Kansas at home. That should be an easy one. Iowa State at Iowa State, that's never a joke. You can't the overlook big one, that. Yeah, big one at, against Oklahoma at home, luckily. Texas at home following that. Love that. And then at Kansas State and Baylor coming to us to close the season, that seems like two, to, two W's to cap off a great season. Ryan, if we win this game, I think we win out the rest of the season. I didn't want to say it out loud, but I do too. I think so. <laughs> I'm really excited for that Texas game. Oh, I'm so excited to be there. <laughs> I'm very jealous. Very, very jealous. Unfortunately, I cannot make it from Boston that weekend. You know, my man, Miss Moss, will be down there representing the Rate of Power podcast, hopefully sticking a couple mics in your faces and getting some interviews with the boys. With the boys. And at that point, we're probably top five in the country. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I better buy those tickets now. Um, yeah. What is our next section here? Well, let's hop into uh, one of our favorite uh, segments, and that would be Cliff Notes. Ooh. Ooh, he's a good-looking fella, isn't he, Chris? Rocket man. All right. I mean, Cliff, let's let's talk about, in the beginning of the season, we're talking about his job security. Now, I'm just talking about, are we going to extend him? 
I mean, that's not a question for now. I mean, he's got two more years <laughs> on his contract. Or I don't think we're firing him. Uh, he, he said in an interview, they go, Cliff, was that a must win? He goes, and that handsome devil smile, no. I've had a few must wins in my career. Last year, that was a must win. So, you know, I think his job is fine. I, I still think it's kind of my prediction from episode one. He's got to go to a bowl game, and he's got to win the bowl game. And that's when his job is secure. But for now, it's looking like the guy that we hired. It's looking like the guy that we were promised. So I'm just excited for Cliff. I think this is the best all-around team he has had so far. He's not depending on insane quarterback play. He's not, you know, he's not devoted to his big tight end or his wide receivers making long balls. I think it's a really uh, well-distributed play uh, game plan that he's executing on offense. And his defense, he's, you know... That that's kind of stealing the show right now, and that is making his offense better. So I'm not gonna say Cliff's job is secure right now. It does kind of feel like it is. I think we won't really know until the end of the year. But I think he's really brought excitement back to the Texas Tech program, which is yeah, great. I agree, I agree. And I would say that I think his job is pretty damn secure because I think we're gonna be fine the rest of the season, like you said. But even if it isn't. Cliff, you always have a job as the third host of the Raider Power Podcast. <laughs> Maybe you can buy us a studio with that four mil a year salary. Yeah, just build one in that castle you live in. Um, <laughs> Did you know his house has a 15-foot fence going around it? Then not allow I mean, I don't, any you know, eyes coming in? I mean, I don't blame you. When, when you're back there being an absolute man rocket, pulling nines and tens left and right, you can't be having the paparazzi spying on you. <laughs> The Lubbock Avalanche Journal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's enough clip talk. We all know he's great. And I just want to take this time to spo- uh, shout out our newest sponsor. Uh, Halloween's right around the corner, boys and girls. Yep. And, and make sure you head on down to the Lubbock Halloween and Spirit Store to get your new costume. Ooh. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, spooky. Um. So let's go to the next one, which is <laughs> – oh, that scared me. Uh, let's hop into our, our next recurring segment, uh, Raiders in the NFL. Um, Chris, what is – how's Pat Mahomes doing this year? Um, you know, I haven't really heard much about Patrick Mahomes. Have you? Someone said something about, like, breaking multiple Wrong. records. But... He is the greatest quarterback of all time. He is the greatest rookie of his generation. He is Patrick Mahomes, breaking records left and right. I hope you took him on your fantasy team. Because <laughs> he is insane. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think that's, that about sums up Pat Mahomes. Woo! That play he had last game where he's just, like, scrolling around the pocket, avoiding tackles left and right, and then sidearms one on the run to the dude in the back corner of the end zone. I don't know if there's another quarterback in the NFL that can make that play. Actually, I do know there isn't. Yeah, we've been seeing that, though, his entire college career. So when he did it, I was like, oh, it's just another P. Mahomes play. But apparently people were surprised how good he was. You know? Yeah, everyone's all surprised and, like, and like jerking him off. But yeah, I mean, you and me have known that Mahomes can do this the whole time. Everyone else is out here jerking him off now, like hopping on the bandwagon. Little did they know, we predicted this from day one. Day one. Day one, brother. The other guy I want to shout out is Jakeem Grant. He is fast. <laughs> yeah. Now, we said that, uh, who did we say was a grip ball back in the day? Uh, <laughs> Danny Amendola. 
No, it wasn't Danny Amendola. It was, uh, oh my God, I can't remember. Anyway, Jakeem Grant, you know what? We're trademarking you, grip all. I mean, he's so fast. He is that reverse. insanely fast. He's insanely Dude, that, fast. That reverse pass that he caught was so cool, too. And then when he did, when his boy is running to the end zone, they high five on the way because they're so much faster than everyone else. It's just the coolest <laughs> shit around. I mean, yeah, it's hilarious. No. I'm really, I'm really happy that Jakeem is actually, you know, having a really nice place in the NFL. He, he's kind of cementing his his uh, position there in the NFL. I was a little, I was a little kind of nervous about him. Uh, you know, is he going to be able to stick around? But clearly, he's found a good place and he's performing well. So. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I want to say about Raiders in the NFL right now is I miss Kiki, and I want to see QT out there on the field. Kiki, do you love me? Wow, that's a good remix. That's, that's great. <laughs> but for real, like, I want to see him out there, dude. Like, I want to see him making plays, returning kicks, catching passes. I hope he gets healthy fast because uh, it'll be great to see him on the field. All right, so what do you say we dive right into these picks and talk about some of the big games this week? Let's give a little backstory on how good we're doing this season. Ryan, what are you for this season? Um, I know that I'm up in money. Uh, my actual record, uh, I didn't keep track the first couple of weeks, but you know, I'm hitting at probably a 60% success rate. Yeah, you? I'm around there too. I'm, I'm 100% all tech games. Uh, we'll have our intern figure out our scores and then get you guys back on the next episode. But let, let's dive in, huh? Yeah, sure. Let's start with the big games. Uh, the first game I want to highlight is a little bit of a revenge game. It's uh, number three Clemson hosting Syracuse. The spread is minus 24 Clemson. And uh, this game's big for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, Trevor Lawrence got announced the official starter for Clemson starting this week. And number two, last year, uh, a hobbled Kelly Bryant went all the way up to Syracuse. And Syracuse beat the number two team in the country. Interesting. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have an opinion on this one, so I'm going to let you have it. Yeah, sure. So uh, what I think is with this game is Syracuse has been good so far, but um, not only have they kind of been a little bit lucky with some of their games, but they, have, they haven't played too great of a team. So while they've looked good and statistically they've, looked, you know, they've had good performances, Clemson is just such a more dominant team. This Trevor Lawrence kid can let the ball fly the defensive front is as good as it's ever been stacked with future nfl players and beyond that clemson's gonna be mad and Davo's gonna run this game up because they got embarrassed last year and now it's at home in death valley or whatever the fuck they call their stadium and you know what clemson minus 24 that's my first pick of the video series i'm taking them all right well you seem very confident in your pick so i hope you're right all right well you tell me what's the next game you want to talk about Wow, we got number seven Stanford going to number eight Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a five and a half favorite over Stanford, who just came off that historic victory over Oregon. I'm taking Stanford, Ryan. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to have to go against you on this one and take Notre Dame minus five and a half. Um, for a couple, for a couple of reasons, uh, another quarterback change, uh, Ian book officially a starter. And when he got in the game last game or last week, he was letting it fly. He was looking great. It really makes this Notre Dame team, uh, a two pronged offensive attack, uh, Stanford, you know, their offensive efficiency numbers have been pretty poor. Bryce love is only averaging a little bit over four yards of carry and the team's averaging a little under four yards of carry. And that's not going to bode well against this Notre Dame defense. Who's only allowing like three and a half yards of carry on defense. So I think they stuffed the Stanford running attack. 
the quarterback can't get it out there and Notre Dame's offense is going to do some work at home. And I think Notre Dame rolls. I think it's way bigger than five and a half. What do you think the prediction on the score is? Uh, Stanford's not going to score a lot. I think Stanford scores like 14, might be like 28, 14 Notre Dame. So you're going to take the under. Yeah. I, I don't think Stanford's going to be able to score and it'll be all like Notre Dame points mainly. So I'm going to go under and Notre Dame covering. All right. Well, I'm not going to touch Stanford winning that game then or covering. I'm going to take the under. That's what I was thinking all along. Uh, oh, right, what's, your, what's your next game you got going on? Uh, this is a massive one. It's a in-conference play, Big Ten. Number four, Ohio State traveling to number nine, Penn State. Uh, Ohio State are the favorites right now at about three and a half. And uh, this is definitely going to be a hell of a game. You know, Urban Meyer's back. His second start, his first one against a, a tough opponent. Penn State's doing their whiteout, which whenever they do that game, the, the fans come. It is insane there. I, I went to one whiteout game a few years back, and it was an electric atmosphere. Uh, I think this is going to be a hell of a game. What, what are you going to take for your side? I'll give my lean after. Mm, this is a tough one. Penn State has a long tradition of winning those whiteout games. I, I think I'm going to go with Penn State covering. Yeah, I mean, I want to say that, but the the Hoskins for Ohio State has been so good, and Urban Meyer like needs to prove that you know he matters for them to win. Uh, and Ryan Day calling the plays is, isn't all they need. So although Penn State whiteout, you know, you always want to take them in that game. I'm gonna go with Ohio State here, three and a half. So we're on another different sides once again. I don't like that, right? We're usually locked in. I know. It's kind of crazy. Uh, let's talk about another big game. Give us one. So the next game that I want to go to here, Ryan, is number 20, BYU, at number 11, Washington. Washington is favored 17 and a half points. Who are you taking? Because I know who I'm taking. I'm going BYU here. I'm also um, going BYU here. Oh, I like to hear that, baby. I think Washington um, wins, though. I think Washington wins. I do too, but I think the 17 and a half number is a little bit too big. Uh, this too BYU big. team's this BYU team's shown they're good this year. Um, and Washington, I don't think they're going to be able to get the run game off the ground going up against this BYU defense. And if they can't get that off the ground, it's all on Browning. And you know he can get them a win, but I don't think he can get them a three point over three score fucking cover. I'm going BYU cover. That's well said, Ryan. I totally agree with you 100. percent Do you want to move oh. on to the next game? Yeah, let's do another big one. Um, um, you know, we got South Carolina traveling to number 17, Kentucky. Kentucky's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And, uh, you know, all the stats might point to Kentucky. You know, they're the team to take. They've been so good this year, blah, blah, blah. This just feels like a trap game to me. I feel like South Carolina, for some reason, is going to roll them. And I'm taking the away dogs on this one. Fuck it. I'm going South Carolina. Oh, all right. I see you. Again, I don't really know enough about these teams to make uh, an opinion on it, but – I respect your opinion. You've been winning most of your games. I would also go South Carolina. You want to move on? Yeah, let's do one more big one before we hop into the Big 12 schedule. And for the last game, we got uh, number 19, Oregon, traveling to number 24, Cal, uh, Pac-12 matchup. And we got Oregon three-point favorites. How do you feel about it, brother? Ryan, I think Oregon has been so devastated by their loss. They're going to come in with a new fire. And yes. blow Cal out of the water. Because you know what, Ryan? Oregon's got the weapons. They're there. They do. Absolutely. They're, I think they're good enough to compete with anyone in the country. 
I just think it was a snowball effect last game against Stanford. One thing, bad thing happened, just kind of fell into the next, and they blew their lead. I think they learned from that and move forward, and I think they blow Cal out of the water. What do you think? They blew their low early, then they blew their lead, and now they're going to blow Cal out of the water. I'm with you 100%. I love this pick. Couldn't love it anymore. <laughs> All right. So heading into Big 12 football, something that we both know very well, we've got Baylor at Oklahoma. Oklahoma are 23.5-point favorites. Ryan, who are you taking? So I feel like Oklahoma's had a tough time covering the past couple weeks. As good as they are, they're just not blowing teams out of the water. However, now we're in Big 12 play. Everything's a little bit different. you got to really show what you're made of here. And Baylor is no competition for Oklahoma. They're at, they're, it's at Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma covering. What do you got? Ryan, I'm not going to touch it. You know why? Because last week versus Army, I wasn't impressed. And then I saw Baylor versus Kansas, and I was very impressed because I actually took Kansas in that game. So I'm not touching it. I, I think Oklahoma wins, clearly, but uh, I'm just not going to touch it on this one. All right. Well, let's move on then. Texas traveling to Kansas State. Uh, Texas is nine-point favorites. Texas coming off the big win against TCU. Kansas State coming off against the big loss to West Virginia. Uh, How do you feel on this one, my man? Well, I'm going to break it down. Texas as a team versus Kansas State as a team. I'm still, you know, Kansas has beaten USC and they have beaten TCU. Two top 25 teams. And you know what, Ryan? I'm still I'm still questioning, are they good? I, I'm still don't know. Both of those games, USC looked terrible. And then awful. TCU looked terrible. And I don't know if that's to the credit of Texas making the other team look bad through their defense, but their offense doesn't impress me. Their uh, you know, Kevin Johnson as a as a wide receiver, I think he's I think he's electric. I think he's really good. I don't think Ellinger is a top QB in the FBS college football division. You know, I think he's yeah. pretty good. I think he's. I think he's good. I just don't. I don't think their offense is good enough to be scared of, and their defense doesn't seem to be. I don't, I don't think they faced a very good offense yet. The defense. I think they faced a pretty good offense with TCU, and I think they faced like a. I think they faced a tough environment with USC, right? So I'm still unsure about Texas. But, you know, I saw Kansas State play West Virginia last week. And I haven't seen a worse team from Kansas State in a very, very long time, Ryan. So it's very questionable. And I'm going to roll with the history on this one. I think Kansas State covers the nine points. Texas actually hasn't won in Manhattan in several years. So I'm going to take Kansas State even though they look that bad. Yeah, I'm going to keep it a little bit more short and concise here. Uh, Kansas State stinks out loud. Uh, <laughs> Texas can I knew cover this was going to happen. Though. I knew this was going to happen. I knew uh, Texas, Texas can cover the nine against them. I don't like Texas. I, I really hate Texas. Um, but I keep wanting them to be bad. Yeah. They're not bad. 
They're actually pretty good. And nine is not a lot against a team that stinks. They blow. So I'm going Texas. Um, uh-huh. Let's pop down to the next game in the Big 12. We got Oklahoma State traveling to Kansas. Oklahoma State, 18-point favorites. Uh, I'll give my piece pretty quick. I think the Kansas Thunder that they had for a little while is uh, it's all over. Rock Chalk Jayhawk is dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State coming off a big loss to our boys, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They really are going to be jazzed up to get a big W. It's a blowout. Oklahoma State, what do you think? I can't agree with you more. I think Mike Gundy gives, you know, lights a fire under their butts and gets them going. I think they blow them out of the water. Let's move on to Iowa State at TCU. TCU is a 10.5-point favorite. What do you think, Ryan, coming off that loss to Texas? Yeah, um, I don't know why, but this game couldn't bore me more. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's I, very boring. The only interest I have in it is to see what TCU looks like for next week against Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, I think TCU's the better team. Iowa State's defense Clearly. can really hold. They can. Iowa State can hold people to low points. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. But they're on the road. It's in Texas. Uh, I guess I'll go TCU ten and a half. But I, I want to let it be known I don't really care. <laughs> Ryan, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm watching. I'm not betting. I don't really give a shit about this game. Let's move on to our favorite game of the week. We got the Texas Tech Red Raiders versus West Virginia at Texas Tech. West Virginia is a five and a half favorite. Who are you taking, Rock? Well, uh, I believe the line has moved down to three and a half last time I checked. Am I correct? Wow. I think it's three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll tell you what. We've covered this game extensively in our podcast, the Raider Power Podcast. So on if you iTunes want and Spotify, hop on over. Yeah, so if you want a detailed breakdown of the entire game, hop on over there. We can tell you why we're making our picks, what they are. But to give quick shout out to what my prediction was there, I said forty-one or to uh, forty-seven to forty-two Texas Tech. I'm sticking with that. The people are betting on Texas Tech. That line is moving for a reason. It's because this Texas Tech offense is so legit that no one can slow them down. I got the Red Raiders. I got the over. We'll shoot out into Jones. What do you got? Ryan, I couldn't agree with you more. I got the Texas Tech Red Raiders winning this game. I got the Texas Tech Red Raiders covering this game. And I got the Texas Tech Red Raiders making their presence known in the AP Top 25 and blowing the West Virginia Mountaineers out of the water. I think it is game over Red Raiders win this game by 10 points. Reckham Tech, let's go. Auga. Auga. So that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the first video selection. Thanks for listening on the podcast. Don't forget to download, rate, subscribe, review the whole nine yards. And, um, you know, keep the mountains blue. I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. This has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns up, baby. Guns up.